you know, you're right there to win the game. You, you have it within your grasp. You know, it just things don't pan out how you want them to. Um, you know, the difference between seasons like this and the seasons like Orange Bowls is, is a couple plays. What's up, everybody? We are back with another exclusive episode of the Pot of Aggieland. This is your host, yours truly, Chase Lane, number two in the field, number one in y'all's hearts. As always, we're going to kick it off with a little quote of the day. And, uh, you know, it's a little lighthearted one. And um, it's really just about, you know, showing appreciation to the people that you have in your circle. Kind of what I was talking about on the show a couple weeks ago. So the quote is, I cannot even imagine where I'd be today were not for that handful of friends who have given me a heart full of joy. Let's face it, friends make life a lot more fun. Man, I think for me, and I don't want to be too long with this because obviously this one doesn't have like a lot of depth that I can really go into, but um, I've always been a person who didn't move in big circles, didn't uh, have those big crowds behind me or just with me. I never, I never followed a big crowd. I've always kind of done my own thing and have kind of, you know, did me, but I have a circle of maybe four to five guys who I really consider brothers. And I think in life, when you're going through things, that's all you need. You, you don't, need all the people who come out of the woodworks when, when you start seeing success and, you know, when you start getting money and, you know, and, when, and you, and you, and you start popping, you start doing your thing out there because that same group of people who claim that they're, they're that you're, that they're your friend and that they're, you know, on your team and, you know, uh, just behind you will be the same ones who you can't even call when, or if you lose all that money, if you if you're not popping no more, if you're not doing your thing. So I think it's just so important, man, to just focus on a, a small group, a small circle of people who you can you can truly rely on as true allies and, you know, just brothers or, you know, if you're if you're having your girlfriends, you know, and uh, I'll be honest, I don't think I spend enough time with my friends that I need to. And my girlfriend actually made me like aware of this. And, you know, when when your girl's telling you something, whether or not you you think she's right, you you still gotta listen. So, um, you know, I, she said, you know, I don't really give a lot of time to my friends, and it's not because like I, I'm spending time with her. It's not anything like that. But I just always been a person who was just kind of just was was extremely comfortable just being alone and just being by myself, and you know, not always. Um, uh, hang going out with the guys when, when they're all, you know, just doing things. And when I do pop out, it's on the, on the rarest of occasions, but, um, you know, she, she really thinks that I need to work on that because my girlfriend, she, um, you know, she values friendships and, you know, she applies the same, um, you know, just same attention that she does, um, to the people she cares about. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I listen to what she's saying and that's something that I, I think that I should truly work on going forward in my life. So, um, yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to share that and, you know, hopefully, you know, if you're out there and, and if you're like me and you're a person who has just became so content and so comfortable with just being alone and being by yourself, 
you know, maybe just reach out to the, to your guys, reach out to your girlfriends, you know, let them know like, Hey, let's go catch a movie. Let's go, let's go bowling. Let's go, you know, do something. Let's go for a walk. Um, it's, it's probably healthy. So, uh, if y'all try it, I'll try it. So, you know, let's, let's just grow to, you know, just continue to grow in all aspects of life. I'll say the quote again. I cannot even imagine where I would be today were it not for that handful of friends who are giving me a heart full of joy. Let's face it. Friends make life a lot more fun. So with that being said, we have the Auburn Tigers coming up this upcoming Saturday in Auburn, Alabama, 45 degrees at kickoff, 630 primetime game. Should be a good one. You know, both teams are really trying to re reestablish themselves um, in in the SEC. And, you know, I think a win for for either team would be very, very um, would be a very big step in the right direction. So to start off, um, if you guys may have saw, I didn't play last week against Florida. Um, I mentioned on Monday that I've been dealing with a, a lower back injury um, that is kind of, you know, just been lingering on. And um, I've been kind of limited through practice this week, but I've been making strides in the right direction. So um, I kind of touched base on it a little bit on Monday, just about how um, the grind it is to get back on the field and to get healthy and, you know, just attacking your treatments and attacking your exercises and uh, exercises, excuse me. And, you know, just, um, having to do your workouts at practice and, you know, just doing all that. Um, it's been hard. No one ever likes being hurt because you have to go through so much to get back to where you want to be. But, um, I think it's really just making me realize again, you know, just being in rehab and being in treatment, just, the how important it is to make sure you're taking care of your body. And I kind of said it on Monday, you know, just doing like prehab exercises, you know, just staying in the training room when you might not even be feeling sore or feeling hurt. Cause um, I'm a firm believer that anything can be prevented when it comes to injuries. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. I'm more than, more than excited to be able to, you know, just do anything I can and get on that field and um, help my team be successful. So uh, yeah, rehab has been, um, it's been a grind, but um, it has been very beneficial. So uh, I just appreciate all my trainers, you know, who just been taking care of me and for my coaching staff for just being patient with me and, you know, just um, caring for me as well. And, you know, just everybody up there at the Bright Football Complex for, you know, just being on my side and, you know, just uh, um, being there for me. So appreciate them for that. But, uh, yeah, let's get, let's get into like, a little little game plan, a little game prep, let y'all uh, know how the week's been going. Um, so, you know, we've been having a good week of practice. Uh, guys have been making plays at practice. Everyone seems to be on the same page. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we'd be lying. I'd be lying if I sat here and, and, and said that, oh, yeah, no one thinks about us being three and six. Everything's all fine and dandy. But uh, that's not the case at all. I think guys know um, what we're facing now. We're on the brink of being eliminated from bowl contention if we don't um get these next three wins we got to win out so um if there was a if there was a better time for if excuse me if there was a better time for us to have a sense of urgency then please show me because at this moment we're our backs are against the wall so um i think guys know that the younger guys know that the older guys know that um, the coaching staff has made us well aware of that. And um, I think we're just all ready to just start this winning streak off and, you know, to win out. 
And, uh, you know, we're, we're really just focusing on just taking it one week at a time, one day at a time. And, you know, just having our eyes and our total focus just locked in on Auburn and, and what they do and, you know, just how we can be successful on Saturday. So um, a little bit about their defense. Um, they have a, they're, they're a pretty physical group, I think, in all the times that I've been able to play them. They are probably the most physical team that I've played in the SEC. Um, they pride themselves on their physicality. Um, they like to get after you, and, and they like to use their phys- physicality as a uh, as a way to get into your head because they're going to come out the gate swinging. They could be zero and nine when we when we play them, and, and they're going to come out and try to bust you in the mouth. And um, you know that they they are really they are uh, a great group of a great group of guys. They're they're coached extremely well over there. At Auburn, uh, one guy who I think is their best player on defense, Owen Papo, number zero. He's a he's a linebacker, leads the team in tackles. Um, it's going to be a very very, and um, it's going to be extremely important for us to make sure that we take care of him, making sure our line takes care of him, making sure that uh, we're doing our job. If we ever have to block him, um, they're a very athletic group. I think that their strong points of their defense is their is their D line, their D line. They're they're big guys. They're they're older guys. They they know the defense. They um, like to be physical. So um, it's another great challenge and a great opportunity for our old line to um, show that who they are. So um, it's going to be a trench war for sure. Other uh, DBs, they're athletic. They're athletic group. Uh, I think they're well coached as well because a lot of times in the SEC you see uh, corners and you see safeties who like to grab and. Um, at this level, it doesn't, it doesn't get called because, you know, the, in, in the NFL, they don't, they don't grab or it's a flag. But um, their DBs are similar to the way Alabama plays. They like to play top shoulder. Um, when you're coming off the ball, they like to keep their butt high to the uh, – they like to keep their butt high so they don't ever get beat deep. So if, you, if they're pressing you, rarely are they ever going to try to put hands on you, but they're going to be using their feet, scoose technique. Um, you know, just trying to mirror you, stay in front of you, so you though they though they don't get beat. So, um, yeah, their main coverage, especially on third down, they like to play a lot of cover one. They trust their guys, they trust their their um, their front line to you know just get pressure on the quarterback, and they trust their DBs and they trust their linebackers to uh, make plays in the secondary. So, uh, you're going to see a lot of one, a lot of one rat. Um, you're going to see a lot of cover three. So similar to what Florida was doing to us in the first half of the last game, you know, having all those seams open. Um, when they go cover three, those seam shots will be there as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm very anxious for the opportunity to just go out there and play. And, um, you know, it's always fun going down to Alabama. Last time we went to Auburn, we were able to walk out of there with a dub back in 2020. So it's only right that we go down there and do it again. So um, I'm really looking forward to the competition this weekend, the just to compete this weekend. And, you know, for me, every week is just a, the opportunity to just go compete. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah. Now, with that being said, I have a very, very special guest who I would love to introduce to y'all when we come back from the break. Hey, guys, we are back from the break. And uh, I want to introduce a special guest coming on to the show, coming on to the pot of Aggieland, my teammate, my friend, tight end, Max Wright. Max, thank you for coming on the show this evening. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate you. So let's let's get right into it. So, um. I want you to take us through your athletic journey and how you got to Texas A&M. I know that you were a pretty good baseball player coming out of high school. Um, what gave football the edge for you? 
Man, uh, so first first off, baseball was kind of my first love growing up, to be honest. Uh, that's kind of what I started off playing from a young age. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, we gave it the edge kind of through high school. Was, you know, I had, some, uh, I had some injuries through high school that kind of prevented me from being able to play baseball. Uh, you know, I tore my ACL uh, on my right knee my sophomore year and then on my left knee my senior year. Um, so I missed out on two baseball seasons, and uh, it kind of started to show for me that, you know, baseball was probably going to be the better opportunity uh, long term. Or, sorry, football was going to be the better opportunity uh, long term. Uh, you know, when I was able to play some more seasons doing that, and then, you know, just kind of looking uh, long term, you know, I thought that, you know, the the best opportunity for me and, you know, the sport that I would probably be better at um, in the future is probably going to be in football. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it was it was kind of a toss up for me. I really love baseball. It's got a, it's got a place in my heart, and it always will. But uh, football is definitely uh, definitely where I needed to go. And my dad always he always tries to uh, get on me because um, I stopped playing baseball, and I was a pretty good baseball player myself. But that's besides the besides the point. So uh, moving <laughs> forward, yeah, that's the point. But moving on, um, as a as a leader on this team, having true playing experience having experienced the highs of winning an Orange Bowl back in 2020 to now being on the mm-hmm. brink of being eliminated from bowl contention. How has the drastic change affected you at all, if you don't mind talking about that? Uh, man, it's been tough. You know, um, this season's been uh, definitely a season of, like, one-play games. You know, we've been right there for a lot of these games. You know, I think that that's something that, you know, when we look back on this season, we're going to be really frustrated, you know, and it hurts. Right. You know, I know you, you know this, you know, being a guy in the locker room, it, it hurts, man, and it's tough, you know, especially after, you know, you're right there to win the game. You, you have it within your grasp, you know, it just things don't pan out how you want them to. Um, you know, the difference between seasons like this and the seasons like Orange Bowls is, is a couple plays, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, it, and it's hard. Uh, but man, you know, this, this locker room, this team that we got is a great team. You know, there's a lot of guys in there who I really love. You know, that's what makes it easier to definitely come in there and, you know, still have the great attitude and then the mindset to, you know what, I'll go out there and give them my all, you know, and not hold back anything. You know what, the season may not be what we had hoped, um, but, man, just doing it for the guy next to you makes it a lot easier. So, And, and uh, you know, just adding on to what you said about, um, you know, just having those guys in the locker room who you're very fond of and, you know, just being a part of a team like this. As of recently, I know mm-hmm. you have seen um, on social media – uh, especially Twitter, you know, people just tweeting about how uh, Coach Fisher has lost the locker room and and how uh, the team isn't playing for him anymore. And I kind of mm-hmm. uh, tried to silence that and, you know, tried to put mm-hmm. those rumors to rest. But can you just talk mm-hmm. about how we do actually enjoy playing for Coach Fisher and those allegations or or those rumors <laughs> could just be they're, so far ridiculous. ridiculous? Yeah. Can you can you touch yeah, base on that? Absolutely. Uh Man, those accusations are ridiculous. Um, just to get that out the way, um, I mean, Coach Fisher is an amazing coach. Um, you know, the opportunities that he's given us, first off, is is a blessing, and, and that's just you know very service level. But you know, whenever you look at what he does for us as people, and also what he does for us as football players, and he, he prepares us for for everything in life. Um, okay. You know, I always talk about how if you if you want to play in the NFL, I don't think there's any coach that's better to play for than Coach Fisher style offense that he coaches us with the the attention to details that he coaches us with i mean he he coaches us with the level of you know intentionality that an nfl coach is going to coach you with one day right. um i mean and also you know he when, when things go right and when things work out well man it's a thing of beauty i mean i, I don't think that he's lost the locker room at all you know what i mean and, and whenever we look at 
you know, the guys are out there on the field playing their hardest. Coach Fisher does an amazing job with coaching us up. And you know this, any any time that we look back on games, the plays are there. And and, right. and it sounds crazy, but man, he's his formula, his his uh his scheme is is amazing. And right. it, it puts us in our, uh, positions to make amazing plays and be able to be successful. And, and to, 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 to test to that, um, just seeing how Coach Fisher has still been at practice. And if you come to practice, if any if any fan would be able to come to practice, they would still see the same coach, the same fiery instinct, trying to get the best out of his players. You would think that we were playing for a national championship at this point. So um, just for Coach Fisher to Absolutely. still come as the same coach he is every day and to still demand the very best out of his players just goes to show how he is as a coach. So um, thank you for, you know, just touching base on that. Yeah, exactly. So moving on. um, So you had your best game of the season thus far against Florida last week. You posted five catches for 59 yards with a long of 18 yards. Um, With those being solid numbers against a quality SEC opponent, do you think switching to tight end has been an easy move or a good move for you, so to speak? I mean, an easy move, no. Uh, a, a good move, though, yes. Um, you know, I I, uh, I played tight end quite a bit in high school. Um, obviously, such a different uh, level of ball to be playing, you know, high school versus college. Um, you know, it wasn't completely foreign to me. Um, you know, I had, you know, I, I'd done the seven-on-seven seven stuff in the summers, you know, back in high school, Texas seven-on-seven seven is real big. Um, right. So, you know, obviously routes and stuff like that and, and you know, trying to at least have at least very surface level understanding of, of tight end was good. Um, and it helped me, but, you know, the switch was hard. Uh, you know, coach Fisher's offense is very elaborate and, and very mm-hmm. uh, detailed, you know, and it's definitely something that that takes to become a master at it. It takes a lot of study and it takes a lot of hard work to be able to, and you know that, and, and to be able to get to where, man, I, on this play, it can be ran eight different ways from so many different formations from different right. types of motions that we have. <laughs> from from the different, you know, even something as, as small as a snap count. I mean, like just things are are ran, you know, with such with such precision. Um, I think that, that that was definitely something that that took some adjusting. Um, man, now that I've kind of gotten to where you know I, I feel comfortable to, to be put in any area of this offense, be able to run it. You know, being an older guy on the team who's who's uh who's been in his offense now for you know three years. Um, and it, it's been a blessing, and I'm, I'm thankful that I made the switch, you know, mm-hmm. for, for my body's sake, and then also for, uh, you know, just being able to, uh, to be able to actually, you know, get out there and have some some fun making some catches now. So right. I'm really excited. Yes, sir. And you said for your body's sake, so um, you weren't always a tight end. You came to college mm-hmm. as a defensive lineman and defensive end. My bad. Um, do you mind talking? Do you mind talking about? <laughs> Um, your injuries and why it was necessary for you to make that switch in order for you to continue to play football. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of people know the whole story. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I haven't really talked about it very much. Um, my sophomore year, I started having some stingers and stuff that are having a lot on the right side of my body, down my, uh, down my arm and stuff like that. Um, you know, and they started to become pretty frequent. That's where I'd, I'd get two or three a week in practice, yeah. you know, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of scout team stuff that we're doing, and I'm not necessarily getting the hardest blows, and I'm, I'm getting real stingers. Um, so, I mean, started getting to, you know, where I had to have some conversations with the trainers and, and some doctors where I was like, hey, you know, just 
with the physicality of the position that I'm trying to play, you know, with the pad level that you have to play with, um, especially for a guy like me, you know, I'm not, I'm not a six foot seven, six foot six guy who can play head to head with these big offensive linemen. You know, I got to play underneath them, yeah. uh, you know, with that, with that territory comes, you know, a lot of head hitting, a lot of, you know, getting my neck shrugged up and stuff like that. Um, so got hurt, um, and got the worst stinger that I've ever had against Clemson. Um, it was, it was a scary moment. Uh, you know, I, I uh, got kind of caught up where I was slanting in and they were running the ball my direction. So I hit head to head with an offensive guard and the tackle peel, the tackle came back and hit my head back this way. Um, and man, it felt like my whole right side of my body was on fire. It felt like I was in boiling hot water. Uh, it was scary, but you know, uh, that happened. And uh, I was out the rest of that season, you know, went to go see some doctors and I met up with Dr. Alan Sills, who's actually the, he's the chief medical officer of the NFL. Um, man, he, he helped me out and told me he's done the surgery before. And, you know, he, uh, did what's called a posterior foraminotomy, went in and cleaned out the bone spur that was impinging on my nerve. And I talked to him, I was like, Hey, you know, I, I want to keep playing ball. I, I don't want to be done. You know what I mean? And he was like, that's definitely like safe and, and not dangerous for you to do that. Like it's completely reasonable. He does the surgery on NFL guys quite often. And so he, he talked to me and was like, Hey, you know, the position that's relatively similar that you could possibly look at playing is tight end. And I was like, man, I think that's a good idea. I've done that in high school. I've, I've played that position before. Um, and I want to keep playing ball. You know what I mean? Like I, I love, I love this game and the game, you know, has done so much to me. It's been a blessing to me that I didn't want to give up on it. Um, so, you know, I came back here and talked to coach Fisher and talked to coach Bryce, who has been amazing to me throughout that whole process. And I, if I can attest to the character of somebody, coach Price is a man of, of high character. Um, you know, he's someone who facts. really took the facts. He, he's someone who really looked out for me and was there for me through the turmoil of this crazy process. I mean, this happened right around COVID too. I mean, I was cooped up yeah. in my room trying to make these decisions and having to FaceTime my parents and, you know, talking to Coach Price. I mean, he was supportive beyond belief. You know what I mean? He, he was like, man, absolutely. We can make that happen. He's like, I want you to be able to keep playing ball and, Yada, yada, yada. I mean, he, he was great to me throughout that process. And so made the switch in uh, my going into my what would have been my junior season, my redshirt sophomore season and uh, kind of the end of it ever since. So it's been it's been a blessing. I'm, I'm extremely thankful for the way that things have turned out. And that's so crazy because. Obviously, you and I have gotten closer over time. You know, I've been here for a while and, you know, just you being here for a while. But I had no idea that you actually played tight end in high school until you answered my previous question. So, um, you know, just allowing you, you having that background really did help you in can, making that change in college. And then you come out at South Carolina and you score your first collegiate touchdown. Can you talk about that and just how that made you feel, you know, just being through everything that you've had to deal with and, you know, just the, the road to recovery and, you know, to be able to go out there and score. Yeah. Uh, man, that was a, that was a really cool moment. I uh, had no idea that I was going to go in and like, you know, really get like for me, you know, at, at that point in time, I was still very much the blocking guy. You know what I mean? Like if I was going to go in, it was going to be the physicality. You know what I mean? I had the whole neck roll thing still and looked like a 1980s, like fullback, you know what I mean? So like for, for me, it was, uh, it was a cool moment. You know, I, uh, I still remember the feeling of like when I caught it and I went up. So first of all, 
coming out on the route. The guy who I knew had man to man committed to trying to take my head off. So I avoided him and I was like, oh crap, I'm going to be open. Like yeah. <laughs> he, he's probably going to hit me. And so broke out on the route and, you know, I caught it and running the end zone. It, it was a cool experience, you know, cause I mean, all the defensive guys, what you don't see on camera is like Bobby Brown, like the whole D line, Jaden Peavy, all those guys ran down in the end zone with me. Okay. Like we almost, I, we, I yeah, we, that's crazy. I think we got a, I think we got a penalty or we almost got a penalty. I mean, Bobby Brown, it was my roommate. Um, I, I traveled with him. He was my travel roommate. Um, he ran from the far side bench and met me in the end zone, which was crazy. Because, <laughs> man, I turn around, I see Bobby Brown, a defensive tackle, running. I'm like, what are you doing, man? But, like, to see the, the support from the guys on the team when that happened, you know, to, you know, the, the rush of emotion where it's like, man, like, this is what I dreamed would happen coming back from this injury, you know, which seemed like something that was – chaotic and maybe not even a possibility like there was some definite emotions you know uh Louis Duran one of our head trainers came up to me and he was like man that made that Nashville trip totally worth it huh and so Dr. Seals is in Nashville so just kind of it, it was a really cool experience and you know I'm hoping to make that experience happen more and more here in the future so and you you must have a, a special connection with South Carolina because when we went up there you had a nice little touchdown <laughs> too. so it might it might be someone with yeah, William Bryce Stadium <laughs> but uh, I don't know what it is, my uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good place. I like I like playing there. Yeah. So moving on, um, I recently heard this, but you enjoy playing chess. So I, I do, I do. So why have you decided to pick up on that hobby? And is it relaxing? Like what what does it do for you? And why do you why why did you pick up on it? Talk about that, man. I uh. You know, I'm always trying to get brain food, so I call it. You know, I mean, I'm always trying to you know boost my intellect, and uh, you know, I'm I'm somebody who takes that seriously in terms of you know football comes with a lot of negative downsides. You know, people talk about CTE and talk about you know the effects of, on your body. You know, and so for me, you know, I, I kind of look at it as something to kind of boost my intellect per se, and it's also it's it's something that does relax me. You know, what I mean, it, it it's something that I usually do before practice, you know, get my brain firing and think about, you know, trying to think ahead of situations and being able to, you know, whether it's predict moves or get to where, you know, I can try and see moves ahead of how I'm going to, you know, play a certain game or whatever and stuff like that. It, it's something that helps relax me while also kind of get me in the right mind space and headspace of, you know, being able to be calm, but also being able to assess situations and break things down. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love chess. It's kind of funny. Uh, but it's, uh, it definitely helps with being able to break down things and look at things from a different angles. That was a highly sophisticated explanation. And <laughs> the way you tied it into playing football made complete sense for me. So I really, I, I was not expecting that kind of answer. That was an intellectual answer. So yeah. the, the brain food is definitely working, but uh, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate that it. because that's something it's always, it's always nice to know like the cool things that we do outside of football. Like for me, like, mm -hmm. I'm, I have a show like I'm into talking. I'm into so many things outside the sport and, you know, just learning so much about your teammates can, you know, just continue to grow that chemistry and to, you know, grow that camaraderie. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you, man, touching base on that. So um, moving on, having known you for a couple of years, like I said earlier, uh, when you have had to deal with adversity, you have prevailed each time. Um, you're a tough individual. Where does that mindset and approach to life stem from? Oh man. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you calling me a tough individual. You know, I've, uh, 
I have faced quite a bit of adversity, uh, you know, just whether it's through high school or, or through college, um, you know, but I think that all kind of stems from uh, another thing, uh, a piece of adversity that I went through as a kid. Um, I actually got into a pretty bad accident, off-roading vehicle accident whenever I was six. Um, uh, and so, I mean, I, I, uh, I had seven, eight surgeries on my ankle to completely reconstruct it. Um, I had a skin graft that they took. I mean, it's, uh, it's like a 14 by eight skin graft inches wise on my thigh. Um, I mean, not, not a lot of people know this either. Um, but I mean, so I, I remember from as young as I can remember, you know, some of my first memories are me being in a wheelchair and having to have a skin graft bandage change, which if, if you don't know what that is, it is brutal and painful. It's wow. like ripping off a giant scab every day. Um, and so wow. I think that, you know, I've, a lot of my life has been adversity. Um, but you know what? I think that the, the mindset that I have and the way that I've gone about it has stemmed from, from my family because they've been my ultimate supporters. Um, I always say my mom's my rock. She, she really is. And, and my mom, my dad, my, my siblings, the, the friends that I've had around me who have helped me, you know, to, to rally back from some, some really tough things. Um, and they've, they've been in my corner and, and I can't thank them for, enough for that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the people who are around you are the ones who you got to fall back on whenever things hit the fan. You know what I mean? And, and when, when things have hit the fan for me, they've done nothing but support me and be there for me and, and help me through those through those tough situations. So, you know, I think that it's a testament to uh, the people that I have around me and the blessings that I have with the people around me. So. That is crazy. I did not know that, Max. That is. Oh, yeah. you, you've been through yeah. some you've been through some yeah. things, man. Definitely. Yeah. But um, moving on. I have. Yeah. Um, you're one of the most positive. <laughs> you're one of the most positive mood lightning guys on the team. Um, you kind of talked about it earlier, but why do you believe that it is important to come to work every day, despite where we are as a team right now with a smile on your face and with that same um, attention to detail and that same work ethic? Yeah, I think, you know, this is, this is something that's going to train, you know, not just me, but all these guys on the team for, for their lives. You know what I mean? Like football, it really is, is a testament to, to life. And, and, it's a, and it's a lesson to be learned on how to handle life. You know what I mean? A lot mm -hmm. of times I think about the future whenever I think about, you know, for me as a guy who's kind of older now, I, I look towards my future. And I think about, you know, there's going to be a time when football comes to an end. You know what I mean? And there's going to be a time, you know, where you know, hopefully I'm married and have some kids someday and, and you know, maybe – when my kids get sick, Lord forbid, I hope that doesn't happen. But how you handle these situations, you know, when you face adversity, especially in a team atmosphere where it, it could be really easy to just hang it up and just to go through the motions and go out there and just kind of get through the day, you know. But I think about the the, the habits that I'm building now are going to be the habits that I fall back in, fall back on in the future. And, and people can say, OK, that's just kind of a cliche, but it, it's real. And then. And you know, it only takes one guy sometimes to be, uh, to, to have that be infectious. You know what I mean? I think about, right. you know, when we're out of practice sometimes and, and things are kind of going tough. Um, and I, I think about my, my boys on the old line sometimes, you know, whenever, man, it's been a tough practice. We're all dog tired. And I go, Hey man, come on, let's go. Just start yelling obnoxiously while it's silly, you know, it boosts the mood and, and it's important to have those guys in, in different situations and in different scenarios, not just on the football field, but often as well. So I just try to be someone who, uh, 
you know, when, when guys are going through it, maybe having, not having the best day on the field that they can fall back on and look at it and be like, no, nah, I know that guy's giving me everything that he has. So I can do the same and know that whatever happens, man, we're all riding together. We're all in this together and we're a team, we're a family. Most definitely, most definitely. So moving on, uh, you were able to play alongside Jalen Watermeyer. Um, you were in those meeting rooms with him day to day. And uh, now you are getting the opportunity to take another Dickinson uh, guy in Donovan Green under your wing and, you know, just kind of showing him the rope. So can you just talk about what Jalen – First, what Jalen Watermark brought to the room in terms of just how to play the position and if you picked up on anything at all. And then I want you to talk about how you have led Donovan Green. Yeah. Um, so Jalen was a natural whenever it came to playing tight end. Um, he was somebody who he, he taught me the, the beauty and the art of running routes okay. as a tight end. Um, you know, as a bigger body guy, you know, I'm not necessarily going to be able to get in and out of breaks as fast as someone like you or as Anais or as, you know, Evan Stewart, these guys who can stop on a dime and, you know, come back to the ball at full speed. Watching him go through his progression on how to set guys up for a route and for a break, like Jalen was really good at that. And it's how he made a living at it in college, man. You think about one of the better route runners at tight end, through, through that past season that he had or the two seasons before that that he had. And he was he was routing guys up. He was routing safeties up. He was routing up corners on a single side by himself. Like, Jalen taught me just kind of the flow of a route and, and how, as a big guy, you can still create that separation even though you may not be able to have that top-end speed out of your break like some of these smaller dudes. You know, he he was a he was a natural at running routes. And, and learning that from him was something that was definitely uh, – great takeaway for me. And then somebody in the meeting room, man, you made it fun. J- Jalen was a guy who came in there with a great attitude and he was somebody who, and you know this, Jalen, Jalen's a jokester, man. Yeah. And, you know, he can, he can be serious and absolutely can do that. But Jalen is someone who looks to have fun. And I think that that kind of was good for me to see. Cause man, like it, it can get kind of rocky. You know what I mean? Football is a, is a grind sport in meetings and practice and the physical toll on your body can be hard. You know, and it sometimes can be mentally tolling too, mentally tasking more than physically sometimes. Yeah. You know, he bought a he bought a mindset in there where it's like, hey man, like this is still football. Like you can still have fun with this game and enjoy it and go out and kick tail. Like not not just be like, oh, I'm having fun and struggling on the field. No, you can have fun and still go out there and beat guys. Yeah. I think that he bought that in there. Uh, it was great at that. And then Donovan, kids a stud, and and he's a great dude with a great head on his shoulders and. I think he's going to be an incredible tight end here uh, for hopefully the next couple of years, um, nice. you know what I mean, before he goes make some money. Um, but Donovan is someone who, who comes in with the calm, cool, collected mindset. That the moment's never too big. It never gets to him. He, he comes off. I mean, so the first couple of games I was injured and, and was off the field, and I remember I mean, some of the first grabs that he had were great catches, and he would just come off, and you wouldn't even say anything about him. Like, did you see that? And he'd just be like, oh, yeah, I just made a grab. Like, just another day in the office. You know what I mean? He brings that calm, cool, collected mindset. I think that that's a testament to, to how he views football as, man, it's a game. And right. when you can view it that way and you can just simplify that to the fact that it's still just this game that we play and love, it makes it so much easier to go out there and play well. Yeah, I, I kind of see Donovan as like one of those guys, you know, they come in and they are 
um, how do I can, how can I put this, um, mature for their age and, um, in the wise for age, because I think he's only, he just turned 18, something like that. Yeah. I think he, I think he just turned 19. Just turned 19, but still a younger, you know, just still having, like you said, that cool and calm demeanor, uh, says a lot about him and his Mm -hmm. character. So, um, Mm -hmm. two more questions for you. Um, okay. So we have Auburn this week. Um, Mm -hmm. At Jordan Hare Stadium, six thirty, kickoff should be about forty five degrees. So, um, you know it's going to be a, a hostile environment. So, yeah. can you talk about you know just general thoughts on Auburn's defense? Um, what do you think we have to do as a team to be successful? Uh, Auburn Auburn definitely has a strong defense. Um, you know, I think that that's something that that team and organization take pride in you know i think that anytime that i played auburn three four times now and every single year that we play them they've had a great defensive front and they've had linebackers who can run to the ball um you know i think owen, owen papo he's a great player um the guy's been there for a while he's an experienced linebacker who's leading that defense um you know i think that if you want to beat a team who has a good front and who has good linebackers you got to make them to where they got to respect both aspects of the game the run and the pass um, you know, if we can get into our run game and, and get HN going and get, you know, Le'Veon going and get these guys in the backfield rolling, you know, it definitely brings up more opportunities for guys on the outside to be one-on-one, which, you know, with the receivers that we have, I'll take that any day. You know what I mean? And, and that's what uh, I think if we want to go out there and put up the numbers that we can put up against this defense, we got to be able to uh, put an emphasis on the run game and then also uh, uh, take advantage of them whenever they take uh, – move guys into the box and give us a one-on-one coverage on the outside. Nice little breakdown. Nice little breakdown, man. And um, last question for you. (laughs) Last question for you. Aggie ring secured. Degree secured. Wearing it right now. Aggie ring on. There it is. You feel me? Yep. Degree secured. We actually graduated on the same day, August 12th. Never forget it. Yes, we did. (laughs) While, While playing a vital role, in the Texas A&M offense. With all that being said, what's next for Max Wright? Man, uh, I got some 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 cool things coming my way. Uh, I've actually applied for a master's program here. Um, so I'm doing a yes, sir, absolutely. Taking advantage of my education, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to get my master's in land and property development, so I'll get a real estate license. Um, okay. You know, and then Kind of the future for me, man, is you know if if the Lord's got football planned for me to be a career that I pursue, I'm I'm absolutely going to pursue it, and I would love to do that. Um, you know, I hope that that happens, and you know, I'm I'm hopefully going to keep playing hard these next few games, and, and see what happens after the season, and and uh, kind of go from there. You know what I mean? I, I'm a uh, like you said, we just graduated, so I'm in a cool spot to where you know I can come back for another year if I want to, and get my master's paid for, or you know I can take my shot at the NFL. So I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate with the opportunities that I have right now. And I'm really excited about them. Yes, sir. Well, my man, you are definitely headed in the right direction. Got a, got a great head on your shoulders. I just want to say thank you once again for coming on this um, exclusive episode of the part of Aggie land. And uh, yeah, man, we are out. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. No problem, bro. Thanks for having me. So I just want to say, you know, even though he's on the, on the show anymore, he, he logged off. I just want to say thank you again to uh, my guy, Max Wright, you know, who just grazed his presence on the show. 
said a lot of things that I didn't even know he had to go through growing up. And, you know, just when he was talking about just having to be in a wheelchair as a kid, man, that's, that's crazy. And, um, it really, this interview really helped me understand Max more and, and to understand the way he is. And, uh, he's a great, he's a great guy, man. And, um, he's a great teammate to have. So thanks to Max again. So, um, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to another show. I know that the show was probably not the thing on your mind, you know, just with the season we've been having. And, you know, I know you guys probably hate that I come on here and I have to break down the loss every week and, um, you know, just it, it can get repetitive. So I can understand that. But, you know, just to you guys who are just continuing to tune in each week to the show, um, I promise you that the support does not go unnoticed. Um, this is something that I'm very passionate about. So for me to be able to do this for you guys, it's um, a dream come true. So um, just to everyone who's continuing to just show love and to show support and, you know, just to um, interact with us on, on social media. Um, I just want to say, I thank you guys so much. And um, the support does not go unnoticed and that's coming from me. So uh, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of the pot of Aggieland. Um, I will see you guys at Auburn. So we out. Perfect. Peace.